friends and loved ones and relatives and dead people that we miss from beyond the grave. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Family Home Evening. With Bad Mormons. I'm Mandy. And I'm Charlotte. This is the time when we all come together as a family and we sit around and we play board games and we talk about Jesus and we look at... I'm just fucking kidding. We don't do any of that stuff. I can't contribute. (laughs) I never really was around for family home evening. I was lucky enough that mom and dad got divorced when we were little. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, pretty fucking boring. There's a lot of... Well, I don't want to say disgusting food. People, I think it's delicious because I grew well, up with it. When you grow up on something, it's delicious. Funeral potatoes are delicious. Yeah, the funeral potato, I mean, it's got everything you want in a food. Butter, sour cream. Yeah. I started adding cream cheese to it. You're welcome, world. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking good. The, now, it gets weird with the green jello with the shredded carrots and the pineapple or the cottage cheese. I do remember green um, jello and pineapple. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of delicious. That's what I'm saying. Like My people... favorite is what I named Mormon Surprise, but before that, it was called, well, okay, I called it White Trash Shepherd's Pie. Uh, our stepmom, Terry, would make it, and it's condensed ABC soup mixed in with ground beef. I think you cook the ground beef ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You mix it in with the ABC soup, and then you put instant mashed potatoes on top with some cheese on top of that, and it's pretty delightful it's pretty fucking good like it's so gross there's a I lot actually, of sodium i still make it but i don't use the instant potatoes i'll actually make mashed potatoes but and i don't really like i don't know why but the ground beef is like a weird consistency with the soup concentrate so i'll just do co- soup concentrate mashed potatoes and cheese and it's pretty fucking delicious mm-hmm. so uh keep tuning in week after week if you want to hear us talk about mormon food because that sounds something that we're going to do now (laughs) right i think it's a great idea i actually have a it's called a mormon cookbook and i bought it at the gas station (laughs) when we drove out to visit dad oh yeah Uh, i have no idea where it's at i'm gonna have to go search for it but there are plenty of recipes in there we should do a new recipe every what do you guys think if you like it let us know. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. If not, you can fuck off and listen to a different podcast because we do whatever <laughs> we want. Right. It's true. I'm going to do it regardless. But I mean, if you want to let me know, I'll take it into consideration. <laughs> we'll consider your feelings, but probably not going to do anything about it. Unless you're a patron. I was going to say, I, I love our people, though. Like, our people mm-hmm. are kind of great. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to them. But they've been around since the beginning. The new people are going to have to warm up to me real hard. Like, I need some serious ass kissing. They're going to have to earn our love. It's true. It's a fact. You're welcome. So, um, you're here three minutes later <laughs> to the Family Home Evening with Bad Mormons podcast to listen to myself, Mandy, and my sister, Charlotte. Correct. Uh, and you're here to tell... Hear us tell you stories about stupid shit we've done in our lives. That's pretty much it, yeah. Sometimes it involves the Mormon church, and most times it means we did a lot of drugs. <laughs> we fine. we we like to, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of just fuck around and do whatever we want. It's true. Um, it's not, doesn't always, a lot of times it doesn't work out well for us. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of times, no harm, no foul. <laughs> but it makes for good stories. It does make for good stories. I've never personally had to go to the hospital for anything that had to do with overdosing or drug (laughs) alcohol or, you know, psychotic breaks. Um, (laughs) Thank the Lord, Nick Carter, for that. Yes. So let's uh, let's tell our listeners what we're drinking. I'm drinking some horrible glass of bread. (laughs) No, it's actually it's not that bad. This one's actually drinkable. Um, Long story short, I joined a wine membership a long time ago because you got a free glass of wine every single day and you could bring a guest and they could get a free glass of wine too. And then you also would get two bottles of wine a month and it was like 60 bucks. No, like that's not bad. That's, I mean, I could spend, cause also their, their glasses of wine are like $15 a glass. So it just, it makes total sense to do it. Right. Well, the problem is, is their wine isn't very good. I mean, it's not terrible. I'm clearly I'm drinking it. But, is but it would like, you be drinking it if you had a... No, <laughs> I would not You be didn't even let me finish my sentence. If I had a choice, absolutely <laughs> not. Had... Be like, oh, I mean, can I drink this really good glass of wine or should I keep continuing what I'm drinking? Well, you didn't even give me a chance to say what the choice was in front of you. 
Like, anything is... <laughs> Water. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's hard. Am I parched? Uh, <laughs> anywho. Well, I'm drinking one of our child-sized bottles from the, the advent calendar that we... So we got this advent calendar of wine um, with a new little child-sized bottle of wine every day, and then we got sick. <laughs> we couldn't drink anything. Um, in fact, we're still not even properly drinking. No, it's um, really hard to want to drink, but yeah. luckily I started early. Yeah, we can't, uh, we can't do a podcast without drinking. I mean, come on, the last couple we did were sober, and I'm not saying they were terrible, just... We've done better. We've done better. <laughs> we can be more entertaining for you. I could be a little bit more than... Cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to bed. I'm tired. I have a headache. I gotta go. <laughs> cool, bye. <laughs> Anyways, I'm drinking. Uh, it's called Convento da Gloria. It's very beautiful. That is a nice label. Bottle. It's gold and, it's, and blue. Uh huh. It's got a lot of ornate lattice work kind of thing on there, and it's uh, a red wine from Portugal. Nice. And it's pretty good. Nice. I bet you a thousand dollars it's better than what you're drinking. <laughs> Do you want to try it? Kind of. I mean, I can only get your COVID so many times. Listen, we're not even sure if I gave you COVID. That's true. I could have very well given it to you. 90% sure it was you, though. What do you think? I mean, it doesn't... It tastes like water, which is good. Like, (laughs) I mean, like, I can't feel it coat my entire mouth and, like bitter. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. That is a good one. Well, listen, I'm a waste not, want not kind of girl. Oh, And I've got about a year's worth of wine to go through because I didn't bother picking up during the pandemic. Good luck with that. Let's move on. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I didn't even hear what you said. Oh, I said good luck with that. Let's move on. (laughs) Hurtful, mean-spirited. And yeah, let's move on because I don't need to talk about this shitty wine anymore. (laughs) Uh, You know, I just want to remind you you don't have to drink it. Just because it's there, you don't have to drink it. But it's not horrible. Like, it's doing its job of getting me drunk. Am I enjoying it? I'm not hating it. I'm not loving it. You're not loving it. and But that's... I could go on and drink more, a nicer bottle of wine that costs more money. And that's just me wasting this money. And you know how I'm, I'm a tight ass. I love my money and I don't like wasting it. So... No, it's not my favorite. I would never buy it again, but I've already canceled that membership. So There's a million ways you could get rid of that wine and not feel like you're wasting your money. Like giving it to people? Uh-huh. I guess Happy I New Year, friend. Here's a bottle of... You know local... what? Anybody who lives in this town would be like, <laughs> did you just give me... XYZ wine. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Good job. Fuck you could you. mail it to friends out of state. <laughs> Patreon members. <laughs> oh, yes. Our patrons are about ready to get a, get a surprise. I am going to send you some wine. In case you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a fun little website where you can sign up and donate money directly to our cause, which is wine. and So us, we can keep drinking us and drinking it. Um, but we give you lots of fun content. Like sometimes we'll record videos of us doing our podcast. Sometimes we'll give you exclusive behind the scenes stuff. Sometimes we'll give you early access access to Christmas albums. Yeah, some of our uh, executive genius creative directors projects. So um, it's a lot of fun and it's only $3. Of course, there's options for you to give us more. And even if you don't feel like donating to the show, you should go to the Patreon website anyway, because I put a lot of work into the different levels, (laughs) into the different tiers of membership. And I think they're pretty fucking funny. They're pretty fucking funny. So uh, check it out. There's links all over our um, Instagram, which is an easy way to find it. I'll post one. uh, I'll post one up tomorrow. Um, just nice. in case anyone's curious, but check out our Patreon. It's pretty great. It's only three bucks. It's way less than you'd pay in tithing. Right? Like probably a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm in those uh, Mormon Facebook groups and I hear people like the amount that they give a year to the church for tithing. And I'm like, the fuck? And I remember mom talking about tithing and I think I had had a babysitting job. So I was like 13, maybe 12, like not very old, like maybe even 11. Who knows? Um, it all blurs together because mm-hmm. of the drugs um, that I took later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she tried telling me I needed to give a portion of my babysitting 
money to the church for tithing. And I'm like, but why would I do that? And she's like, well, because the more money that you give to the church, they'll give it back tenfold to you. And she's like, it's, it just, it works. God takes care of you when you take care of him kind of a thing. And I'm like, yeah, she did say that. Okay. She did. She um, never did it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, no, I'm good. I'd like to keep my money. You like, know, I'm actually more for like giving it towards actual charities or like giving it to a homeless person or taking care of the person's order behind me. And I feel like that because I was as I was saying it out loud, I'm like, God, I actually still kind of believe that because I do believe like putting that shit in the universe or like helping other people like and I've read there's I just read a book called Never Eat Alone. Right. And it was saying the more generous you are with your money and your time it comes back tenfold towards you. So I actually believe there's something to it. I don't believe it for the Mormon church because they're fucking psychos and they just care about themselves and actually don't give it back so much. Well, they, they, they have a billion, uh, billions of dollars. The amount of money that comes in versus the money that goes out is not equal or even close. Well, and like what a perfect, uh, shining example of a time when people need money and need help right. during a pandemic. Right. You know, do you I think- would, I'd like to think that they're helping some people. I know that with, with mom, when um, she, you know, had been paying tithing for whoever knows how long. And then when she got divorced from our stepdad, all of a sudden she had nothing. And then she turned to the church and they gave us some like money. I think they might've taken care of our mortgage for a couple months, which was probably significant. And, and they did help out. But when she like, I don't know, she had stopped going to church or something, or they, I think they found out because you have to confess all your bullshit to the bishop or whatever, that she was sleeping with the neighbor, Joe. It was like, oh, you know, premarital sex. Mm -hmm. And they just cut her off from everything. So it didn't matter how much money she put in. And like, I don't know, that's pretty fucked up. Mm -hmm. Especially when she's had me, I was a minor, my brother was a minor, our brother was a minor, but like, I don't know, fuck that church. Yeah, um... I uh, actually, I have a couple of different people who have put their email addresses in wrong to something. So I get their emails for their like kids, doctors and shit like that. And I'll reply and I'll be like, hey, uh, you have the wrong email address and nobody ever. It's like an auto generated whatever. But I get one um, from it's some other church. I don't know what kind of church it is, but it's somebody's like tithing statement. And these motherfuckers are putting in 300 bucks a month, you know, and you can just tell it's just like, I don't know. And that's probably low for some people. They say 10% of your income. So imagine you're already paying 30% in taxes. 50 if you're me. Right. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's back, a whole other back story. Back to our Patreon. <laughs> it's only $3. Less than tithing. <laughs> Less than tithing. Less than a fucking latte at Starbucks these days. Right. And that means Charlotte and Mandy get to drink more wine and bring you quality content like you're currently listening to. <laughs> <laughs> this is quality. We've gotten to the, we have a little format that we're trying to stick to because generally what happens is we just get drunk and, and ramble on. talk around in circles. <laughs> so clearly 17 minutes and six seconds into this podcast, we haven't been rambling at all because we are now to the part where we repent for things we've said on the last episode. <laughs> Fantastic. What would you like to repent for, Mandy? I have a few. Uh, apparently, well, first of all, we talked about the Radiohead RV trip. Correct. Um, I mistakenly said that that was OK Computer. I'm pretty sure that was actually for Kid A. It was 100% Kid A. Yeah, Kid A. Um, the second thing I'd like to repent for, and this is mildly embarrassing, apparently there were two RV trips to the Gorge, and my brain has just combined them into one. <laughs> <laughs> so some of those stories happened on two different trips. The other one, uh, Courtney was with us because she's the one who texted me, um, our friend Courtney, and she's like, uh, you have a lot of repenting to do <laughs> because that was Warp Tour at the Gorge. Who played at Warp Tour? It was, um, well, we were there for Bad Religion, Blink-182, and then that's where we saw Alkaline Trio for the first Ooh. time. On a side stage. And uh, I remember also, oh, Slappy Meat Eaters <laughs> were <laughs> playing, and they did a cover of Rocket Queen, and they were like, okay, whoever can guess the, or whoever shouts out the name of this song first, you know, they're going to get a free copy of our album or whatever, so they play Rocket Queen, and they're playing like a really fast, you know, right. amped up punk rock version of it. Which, to be fair, it's still, but that's Guns N' Roses, yeah. so it's still pretty yeah. metal. But they do like a probably double time, right. you know, that kind of punk rock 
And uh, then they stopped playing it and they're like, wow, really? Nobody? Nobody got that? <laughs> and, like, I'm standing there with Courtney and we're looking at each other and she's like, fuck it, Rocky Queen. You know, and she screams right. it out. Like, she thought for sure somebody was going to get it in front of her. And they're like, yeah, right on, of course. <laughs> we thought we were wondering what the fuck was wrong with you guys. <laughs> but yeah, that was a really fun show. Uh, but yeah, I forgot that we took an RV to that too. Nice. But uh, it, and I think the re- that one same people. Okay. Mike and well, Dave. I can see how you could confuse the two and, and meld them together. Yeah. Like so, I can't tell you how many uh, organ trips to the beach house that we've gone to, and I I've melded them all together. I've told two stories, and Tiffany has had to be like Charlotte. Those were very two different like drug trips that we've done. I'm like, yeah. really? Because it really feels like that all happened at the same time. <laughs> yeah, good times. Oh, and I have one more, which probably should have gone uh, at the beginning because it's kind of a big one. Um, so during the last week's episode, I was um, talking about how I was embarrassed that I didn't really understand Judaism at all, really. And I couldn't figure out like what am- anti-Semitism was all about and where that was coming from. So, um, you know, I was Googling stuff and I was trying to like, you know, figure out 3000 years worth of persecution of Jews in like one Google search anyways. And I, I came across an article written by, um, a Jewish woman who was like, yes, call, cause I, I was like, I think calling people Jews is a slur, but I don't know. So I was trying to Google it and I found this article and she was like, yeah, call us Jews. That's what we are. That's what we call each other. That's what everyone calls us. That's, you know, it's not a bad thing to be a Jew. And then I was like, okay, so it's fine. And then I got, uh, some links from, uh, one of our listeners to an Instagram account called Roots Metals. Um, and it's this woman who makes jewelry, but she also is, um, an advocate for Jewish people. And so she's, she basically like posts all this cool stuff for people who, people like me who just don't have any fucking clue. And she, she says, um, actually only Jewish people can use the word Jew. It's considered a slur. It seems like there's different opinions on that, but I feel like if even one person feels like it's negative, has a negative connotation or is a, um, you know, slanderous to them or, or a slur to them, then it probably shouldn't be used. So I'm going to go out there and repent for using the word Jew to refer to Jewish people. It was purely out of ignorance and not out of any sort of um, malice or, you know, hate. Uh, Do you have I, anything to repent I for? I also have something to repent for, which is not normal because I'm never wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was trying to explain that I was going to Seattle to go see a They Might Be Giants show. And I had tickets to them, but I was put off because I had gotten a speeding ticket on my way from Bellingham to Seattle. And so that even more made me want to drink once we got there, which for those who don't know what I'm talking about... Probably listen to our last Yeah, listen to our last one. I was like, I don't know how to go back and like make that make more sense. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I repent. I had a speeding ticket from some jerk cop because I had California plates, which is a big thing because Washington people don't like people from California. Nobody um, likes people from California. That is a fact. <laughs> I've been pulled over so many times by for having California plates, like in a rental car. Right. Like, I'm just a rental. Um yeah, no, they were not a fan. And then, then we proceeded to uh, drink a lot. Yes. And see a very, very good show by the Amoeba Giants. Best band ever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, any see. cool shit? You know, I, I've i not been working very much. And so I've been watching a lot of cool shit. Um, but I think the coolest shit that I think I've seen this past week is Lindsey Graham getting fucking heckled by the monster that he created at the airport. Did you oh, see that? So good. I mean, I, I'm pretty, I get cringy even for horrible people when they deserve horrible shit. But even then I'm like, oh God, I mean, he's horrible, but God, the people who are heckling him are also horrible. Right. So it's just like double horribleness. But again, you reap what you sh- what you sow, motherfucker. <laughs> Lindsey Graham. I mean, the only thing that could have made that better was if it was Mitch McConnell or, or Ted, Ted Cruz. <laughs> you know, and I'm sure they're going to get theirs, too. Well, maybe not Ted no, Cruz. He's Ted still... Cruz is still a fucking lapdog. You know, they all are, though. Like, even Lindsey Graham had made a statement saying that he didn't agree with him, but that Trump was still his friend or whatever. And then he um, 
he's backtracked on some of that already. So it was just like, you fucking bitches. You all need to be removed. You suck balls. Did you see this thing? Uh, no, that's a bad thing because Lindsey Graham loves sucking balls. He really does. Yeah. <laughs> Lady Graham. <laughs> We're not just talking shit either. Like the man is a closeted homosexual. Right. And again, nothing wrong with being a homosexual, but don't be a fucking bigot trying to repress other people and take away their rights while you are also a homosexual. I mean, don't do it anyways. But yeah. the fact that you're also a homosexual just makes it so much that worse. That you're like a traitor to your own people. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, Anyways, Graham. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you, there's this uh, there's this article in, or it was, oh, sorry, it was a tweet. Um, it was on Twitter and the Forbes chief content officer um, actually tweeted and warned people against hiring uh, Kaylee McEnany, whatever, however you say her name. House the speaker. Speaker, right, right, right. Yeah. Or any other um, Trump people. Because Forbes will automatically assume that whatever your firm or your company or whatever is representing or saying is automatically a lie. Yeah. I mean, thank you. That actually... Right? That's actually huge. And that's coming from Forbes. So that's important because that's money. What has annoyed me or like pissed me off, not the most, but pretty much like really high up there is the fact that their lies have had no consequences for four years. It's like, oh, so we just get to outwardly lie about shit, call them alternative facts. Mm-hmm. I say that with fucking quotations. And and there's just, there's literally no repercussions for that. There's no accountability. There's not, you just get to say whatever the fuck you want now, whether, oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're, te- they're telling a truth that they think is true, but it's, not in my opinion it it's not it's like no a fact is a fucking fact i, I was having a hard time because i i don't know if you guys if you guys are just tuning in this is your first little foray into bad mormons um our mother is a QAnon yes. trump loving trump worshiper and it's really infuriating to try to talk to her but um i was having a conversation with her like i don't know months and months and months ago maybe in the spring and i was trying to Basically, our conversation was about, like, you can't just say things and have them be true. So, like, I'm trying to argue with her about some Alex Jones set or one of the QAnon things or something was absolutely fucking obviously ridiculous. And I was like, you can't just you can't just say things and, you know, like, that's dangerous. You know, spreading misinformation is dangerous or whatever. And she's like, well, you you know, you can't stop people from, you know, free speech. And I was like, yeah, but I can. And I was having such a hard time articulating. I was like saying things like I was like, I can stand here and say like one plus one is seven. And there's a math teacher that says one plus one is actually two. We can both say them and you're you can you have the choice to believe me. But like, obviously, you're going to go with the credible source. And so like, I think that's where the well, and the problem with that, too, is like there's a fucking I can only I can only talk in memes. There's one that said there's a six and a nine, right? And it's like, well, yeah, you're both right depending on where you're standing, right? Mm-hmm. Which has a little has a little validity to it, but only a little bit. There's still a fact. Somebody's actually still correct in that, depending on where you're standing. But where was it written? You, you can't just be like, well, I just saw it, so it's a six or a nine. If if it matters that much that you're going to have a huge opinion on something, find out who wrote it. Like, right. Well, that's my, that was right. my, what I was trying right, to Right. So I was just trying to not play devil's advocate, but kind of like, just be like, oh, I get where these people are coming from to a degree, but you have to push past that fucking bullshit because there is a fact and there's some truth in there somewhere. It's not like, well, there's a little bit of truth on both sides. It's like, no, no, what you're saying, especially when it's a blanket statement. Anyways. Well, yeah, what I was trying to say was there's basically like your source that you're going to has to have some sort of credibility, which is why it was such a problem for um, Trump, you know, attacking the press immediately when he got into office with any, anytime something didn't resonate with what he was saying, he's like, oh, that's, that's lies. That's fake news, you know, and creating this like rhetoric, basically condemning the credibility of an organization whose whole job is to be impartial and fair and basically just report what's going on without any sort of slant. Now, you know, that's a whole other fucking conversation. I'm not trying to say that, but, but I'll never forget, like, mom was saying to me, like, oh, what, you, you know, she was really, fr- she was really upset. Like, she was almost crying. She's like, what do you mean? You know, you want to live in a nanny state where people just tell you what to think? And I was like, no, I don't. But if, if the alternative is to be, like, inundated with fucking garbage and lies, and that's our, that's our source of 
information, then yes, I would rather be in it. I would rather right. have somebody well, with, who's credible and who's studied and who's actually put some time into researching and learning what they're talking about. I'm much more likely to listen to them than I am to listen to fucking QAnon or that guy with the fucking <laughs> Viking hat <laughs> and that can't find the clitoris. Right. Sorry, anyway. No, it, but, but it's true because... They believe wholeheartedly, I mean, even Trump believes wholeheartedly that this election was stolen. Like, there's a part of me that's like, he has to know this is bullshit. He has to know all of this. He's just trying to hold on to power. But he's such a sociopath. He literally has no idea. Like, he really thinks that he he won it. And that's why he's, he's saying, you know, charge the thing because they're trying to steal our rights, blah, blah, blah. And so the people believe him because he believes what he's fucking saying. But I was looking... Um, for a uh, article that I had shared that also kind of resonated, pretty much saying you raised me to be a good person and then you turned around and voted for Trump. It's pretty much coming from the perspective of you raised me to help the underdog. You raised me to find compassion in everybody and to do the right thing and to tell the truth and to overall be a good person. And then you turned around and voted for Trump, sometimes twice. I don't understand that. I can't... I can't begin to understand that. And again, I consider myself a good person and I thank you for that. But you seem to have lost your fucking way. And it's pretty much people who think Trump can, sorry, not think, people who can see Trump for the fucking con artist, sociopath. I don't even know what else to call him except for like, just so inept and (laughs) there's so many words that I just hate that man because, and I don't know him. But I, I hate what he represents and I hate everything that the hatred that comes out of his mouth. And our mother loves him and a lot of people's parents love him. And it's super fucking confusing. And this article really breaks it down really well. So I'll share it into our Facebook group so other people can see it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's just it's not even just your parents. It's your relatives. It's your uncles, your fucking especially where we're from. Grandparents. Yeah, exact. Super conservative. And it's just like. You've always raised me to like, like mom's big thing was you help the underdog. You see your brother getting bullied, you help him. And it's not just because he's your brother. It's because somebody's getting bullied. You should help them. But then there's Trump who bullies people, calls people's names, insults people constantly, and everybody's cheering him on. I'm sorry. I don't like you. I don't like Trump. I don't like the people who cheer on his hatred. Those are all the people I was raised to see for who they are and not be a part of it. Now you're one of them. And now the person who raised me is one of them. It's really, it's a lot. (laughs) So that's the cool shit segment of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to current events. This is not a political podcast. (laughs) We haven't even gotten to the fact that a bunch of fucking Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol as if it was their right and duty to do so. Right. Let's talk about what happened at the Capitol building. Uh, A bunch of Trump worshipers and actually a bunch of people who, I don't know, I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole, but it. It's, you know, you think it's like, oh, a lot of the, just those Proud Boys and militia people and, you know, Civil War and gun, truck, eagle freedom. We're going to take our guns and our job. Those people, you know what I mean? Right. You think it's just them, but it's not. There's actually a lot of just... Teachers. Yeah, pe- teachers. People who are like normal, concerned, everyday citizens who are just doing what Trump tells them and saying, I'm just, you know, like this girl gets maced. And she's coming out of there crying and a reporter's asking her, like, what's happening? And she's like, they mazed me. Why? What were you? I was storming the Capitol. Well, why were you storming the Capitol? Because it's a revolution. It's the revolution. We're supposed, we were supposed to go up there and do it. And they mazed me. Like, she had no fucking concept of what she was doing. You know, a lot of them did. Like, there was a lot of guys in tactical gear with fucking handcuffs on the ready. And, right. you know, the they were ready to. handcuffs. Like, they, you were not, you weren't going in yeah. thinking, oh, I'm just going to storm the building. No, you were going to take hostages or murder people. They were breaking windows. There was pipe bombs everywhere there was explosives talking to a very conservative friend of ours today jesse and he was saying oh no nobody broke in they just let them in so it depends on what newscast you're looking at because there was one side of the building where police officers i watched it was so infuriating that just said 
no, you can't be here. You need to leave. No, you can't be here. You And they just kept repeating it over and over again, but didn't bother to try to stop anybody. So they're like, oh, I'm just allowed to just walk in then. Whereas on a different side of it, they were literally smashing the building. So, and again, this is all orchestrated. It, it has to be because how do you have one, what some, you know, one side of the cops are trying to keep you from coming in and another side that's just saying, no, you're not allowed to be here. And taking selfies with you. And taking selfies with you. No. <laughs> we should um, we should take a quick break and okay. uh, we'll be right back. Looking for something refreshing to help you unwind after a long day at your super important job? Well, look no further. Introducing Maga Margarita. Maga Margarita is the greatest pre-made margarita you'll ever have and the only margarita you'll want to drink until you die. What makes Maga Margarita the best? Well, just like the made in China tag in your Maga hat reminds you, you can't trust America to make a great product. That's why all of our ingredients are sourced from other countries, ensuring that no American jobs are created. The best rapists and tequila come from Mexico, and so does ours. Our limes and delicious sugar sweeteners are farmed and purchased from China. We also include bags of salt to rim your glass. Salt that comes straight from, you guessed it, China. And just like number 45, MAGA margaritas are smart. Super smart. MAGA margs can only be chilled with ice cubes made from bottled water from other countries. If you try to use America water, the MAGA flavor will automatically change to taste like urine. Plus, all those extra empty plastic bottles will look great littering the streets, helping to keep America the garbage capital of the world. Plus, our listeners can save an extra 10% online with the discount code COFEFEE. That's C-O-V-F-E-F-E. So enjoy MAGA Margaritas, because everyone knows the only way to make America great again is to get drunk and fucking forget about it. Do you have any great stories to tell, Charlotte? Um... My favorite stories are the stories of when we get to throw parties. <laughs> <laughs> I miss throwing parties. I miss, ha- I miss having themes. I miss having friends over. I miss staying up too late and drinking too much. And then having hugging. the neighbors get mad at me. I miss hugging people. Our Academy Award parties are always so much fun. Mm-hmm. You get dressed up to the nines. I bought from Joanne's a red felt, like... I forget what they're called, but when they're on the cardboard spool thing, no, they're big. Um, so I've got a big red carpet that I, I love and it's made of felt. And then we usually have like jello shots and like chicken fingers and something like super white trash, like mac and cheese wedges, (laughs) you know, something you wouldn't find at a Hollywood event. But everybody's dressed in gowns and their hair and makeup is perfect. And then we sit around and we are supposed to watch the Academy Awards, but we're usually so fucked up that we don't. But it's great because you get to fast forward through commercials. But my favorite Academy Awards party was when we were in Craig's apartment and you had come visited from, you'd come to visit from from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And I believe we drank a a shit ton of... um, Tequila Rose. Oh, God, that's right. We had Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) And then you're like, I have mushrooms. Oh, I brought the mushrooms? Yes. (laughs) You brought the mushrooms. Because, so someone we knew who's close to me was sitting on the couch, and I think I stumbled next to her or something. And she's just like, oh, my God, there's like a red lobster in your couch. And I'm like, what are you talking? about <laughs> and she's just like oh my god and something about a red lobster and i kept thinking b52s because i thought it was funny um but i was also very drunk at the time and then she's like i'm on mushrooms and i'm like what <laughs> there's mushrooms and nobody gave me this fucking bullshit because sober me would have contemplated it probably thought it was a bad idea would have conferred with Craig and be like, I don't know, is this a good idea? No, I was drunk. So I was like, well, I want some motherfucking mushrooms. And uh, then I got some. (laughs) And then I got really high. Um, I don't remember a lot because, one, I was wasted already. I just remember it got really cold. And then all of a sudden I wanted everybody who didn't live in that apartment, aside from you because you were staying with us, to get the fuck out. <laughs> I was like, I, was, I, I remember getting into Craig's bed, being very cold and being like, how did it get so cold in this apartment all of a sudden? 
you all need to leave. Because people will be like, Charlotte, what's wrong with you? Like, you were so much fun, like, five minutes ago. I'm like, <laughs> get out! <laughs> uh, and then later, uh, once everybody left, then I was like, okay, now party's back on! <laughs> and we drank some more. And I don't, again, it, things blur together so much, but I just remember calling our friend Andrea... Super cool. Does Andrea have a name? Have we given her a super cool name? No, we should give her one. We well, we to. we called her the last time we called her our um, resident party girl and bad influence. That's the one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we called her up and just sang the Three's Company theme song to her. It's like, come and knock, knock on, on my door. door. We've been waiting Wait for you. you. I won't over. bore you with the rest. But over. <laughs> but like... Over and yeah, like it didn't make a lot of sense, but in our drunken, super hallucinating brain, it was hilarious. And frankly, it was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, the, that's one of my favorite parties that we had. That was a good one. <laughs> I didn't. I don't remember what tequila rose tastes like. Thank God. It's very thick. It's like Bailey's, but with and it but doesn't gross. taste like tequila. No, it's actually really delicious. Oh. But, I mean, it's like drinking Bailey's straight, so it's very... Yeah, there's there's a lot of coding involved. Um, but our friends, um, Dee Dee and... Um, I won't say the other names, so they can't be combined together. Um, uh, they're like, we love Tequila Rose. We're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll, you know, I'll get a bottle. And then they brought a bottle, so we had two bottles. And they, But they were the ones who brought the KFC, which I'm like, you are fucking genius because by the time they had shown up we were so fucked up that we needed something to eat Mm -hmm. and kfc hit the i will never say kfc hit the spot ever (laughs) except for when you're so fucked up you've got nothing else to eat you're like Mm -hmm. oh my god thank you Mm -hmm. you just saved us we the when i lived in san francisco oscar parties were like a huge thing there too academy awards parties like i remember we would do merchandising at work like we would build displays around like popcorn and champagne and have a little red carpet going up to it and Fun. yeah it was like a big deal and then I moved to Hawaii and everyone was like what <laughs> <laughs> like I remember trying to watch it the first year I was there I was like oh let's have a, a awards party and so like a couple of my work friends you know got dressed up and like humored me but it was like I think the Academy Awards starts at seven so that would have meant that in it would have was starting at four or something right. like that in Hawaii but they wouldn't start it early for Hawaii people. So like you had to wait, but then by but the time you Googled it, no, well, by the time that you, by the time that it actually was playing that it had all been over and like every, like you couldn't get on your phone, you couldn't get on the internet. You, it was just like spoilers everywhere. Oh, fuck and that, so, yeah. and like, it's the kind of the same thing with sports games, with football games. Okay. It's so, like, you have to watch them on like a satellite. You have to get a satellite package that has it so that you can watch it in real time and I think you can get something like that for the Academy Awards but just nobody in Hawaii gives a shit right well I <laughs> so, mean I lost we don't my... even actually give a shit like this, what I do give a shit about is the five dollars that I put in a pot that I well, might that's win what I'm saying. right like, the whole yeah party's fun and everything it's not really about the Academy Awards yeah, I was gonna it's... say we, we barely watch which uh, god bless but our friend Leland and Dawn and Lauren came over one year and Leland was like, so are we not going to watch the Academy Awards? And I was like, I put out a notice and said, everybody is welcome, but know this, we don't actually really watch it. I mean, we do to make sure we know who won, so whoever gets the pot, but we fast forward through exception speeches, (laughs) we fast forward through commercials, unless we all agree that we care about who's talking right then. I mean, I'm sorry, I just don't give a shit about the, I'm not going to name any departments. (laughs) But you know what? Not everybody's interesting to listen to. Yeah, I was trying to say um, that it, it, I missed having the like, I missed having the party. Like we liked having right. the party. It wasn't even about watching the show, but it was like, yeah, nobody out there even gave a shit about the party or anything. Like oh. it was just not even a thing. And so the whole time I was out there, it just kind of like I sort of forgot about it. Until you came out to visit me. You came out for a couple of them. I came out for a couple. Yeah. But still, it was just like... I mean, remember that time we wore the same dress? How embarrassing. <laughs> it wasn't the same dress. It was, it was the same color. the same dress. <laughs> it was the same color. I've got pictures. We'll share them. It was the same color link. Who wore... <gasps> and Let's do a whole... Who wore it better? Clearly, it was me. <laughs> you accessorized better for shizzle. Um, do you want to hear about my favorite party? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. I'm not telling you. Aww. <laughs> Mas- mustache on or off? <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. 
<laughs> um, so do you remember Anna Nicole Smith? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> she was so great. She went from her, I mean, her, she was high fashion glamour model in the 90s, 80s, late 80s? Late 80s. Early 90s. Early 90s. She was very popular in the 90s. Yeah. And then I think. Guest model. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just, you know, she was like the quintessential glamour girl. Kitten. Sex Yeah. Mar- and she married that rich old man who was like 105 years old and she was like 24. That's how she got into modeling though, right? She was a stripper and he was, he came in to watch her strip so. and then. When they got married, then she was able to kind of buy her way into modeling. Yeah, that sounds right. But and then she went downhill. She gained some weight. She lost some weight. She gained some weight. She liked pills a lot. She liked pills a lot. So um, she passed away in uh, God rest her soul. Uh huh. In uh, I want to say like two thousand six, seven, something like that. And no, because I moved to San Francisco in two thousand seven, so it would have been like two thousand five, two thousand six ish, and. We we loved the Anna Nicole Smith show, which was the <laughs> reality version of like which was her downfall, which was fat Anna Nicole Smith on pills, <laughs> and it was just such a train wreck, and it was so great. It was uh, pretty wonderful. When her designer, that little gay boy, Bobby, some yes, somebody, I forgot all about yeah, it was a great that. show. It was it was it. I mean, there's a reason it had more than one season. Yeah, <laughs> it was a train wreck, but it was great. Anyway, so we loved the show I mean, and. It, horrendous if you think about it like oh look at this poor girl just, oh well yeah, yeah. I mean, her story's tragic for right. sure but you know we weren't watching it in that mentality this was also around the same time that we would watch the show um oh what is it called it's not hoarders it's on a and e uh intervention intervention we would every sunday gather around at the bar and watch Intervention while we got shit-faced drunk because we thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. It was. I mean, we're horrible people, but... <laughs> Obviously. I'm just saying. This was probably around the same time. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, like, if I'm thinking back on it, I'm getting way fucking sidetracked from my story, but um, if I'm thinking about it, it really wasn't that tragic. The show wasn't that tragic. Like, it was meant to be campy. Well, editing fun- is really good. And funny, and yeah, but... It's tragic in the aftermath when you see what happened and how right. she died. That's true. If she didn't end up dying, and you know, yeah. then maybe it wouldn't have been such. A... But okay, so, I get it. So Sorry. During the you were hijacking every story I'm trying to tell. <laughs> it's okay. I'm either really quiet or I'm just talking. It's okay. No problem. Um, so I'll make my story sh- super short. It's just it's just basically um and so, half of me out. <laughs> so we were watching the the show. We loved the Anna Nicole Smith show and she died um suddenly and so we were all like you know oh super bummed so we decided uh me courtney and then our friend michael of course michael uh decided to have an anna nicole smith memorial party and i (laughs) i used the co-op uh printers color printers (laughs) excessively (laughs) to make lots of fabulous anna nicole smith party uh, memorial party invitations and i took pictures from her whole like wa- all the walks of life in fact i have one somewhere and i will post it so you guys can see what i'm talking about but we had we decked the whole place out uh courtney and i had just bought an apartment and so we decked the whole place out in like as glam as we could make it we had all of in nicole smith's favorite foods so like mini hot dogs in a blank pigs in a blanket yes. we had pickles so many pickles <laughs> everywhere <laughs> deviled eggs like it was all the white trashiest white trash foods you could imagine but everybody was super like elegant and and totally glammed out I miss this party i was living there during that time were you i had a bit if you guys had bought in the house on fill in the blank street yeah that we had because the party was there so yeah. Anyways, it was fa- it was fabulous, and it was more you know it was more just like I don't know. We used to have I think Andrea might have been there too. But yeah, I think And I I've think seen Andrea pictures was still for there. Sure. I just I don't know how I didn't get an invitation again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were working or something <laughs> if you weren't there. But it was like it just was reminding me of like you know we used to have so many like all the details that you would put into making a party fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Like little things like having. Eight different types of pickles and Nicole Smith's <laughs> favorite pickles and shit like that. She did love pickles mm-hmm. like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so that kind of thing. Andrea is the one who she's such a party. Yeah, Andrea and Michael both could throw a great party. Like 
I don't know if you were here for Michael's Lori Angel Gold LeMay party. No, I know I wasn't <laughs> here for that one because I'm like, I want every time I pick up a piece of LeMay, I'm like, you never know whether somebody's going to have a LeMay party. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. had not had one since and it's been 20 years, but I'm like, God damn it, I want a LeMay party. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. Andrea threw a really good one, a holiday party called Holiday on the Rocks, and it was like a 50s themed holiday party that she threw at our friend Kayleen's house in Oakland. It was, uh, I've got a lot of pictures from that too, but we set up a photo booth and we had like every little detail around the house. It was like a bowl of candy canes just placed just so. And you know, like the bar was set up just so, and everybody had on like fifties outfits and there was like fifties magazines on the coffee table. And it was that kind of thing. Like the tree was decorated. Eye for detail, man. Yeah. It was that kind of stuff that really just like. I feel like I maybe I missed my calling. Like, I should have been an event planner or something. It's never too late. It's true. <laughs> I'm going to call my job and tell them I quit. No, no. You have to work on the side for a while. And then once you know you can make the money, then you quit. Fine. <laughs> Be responsible. Um, this is going on a little bit long, but I do have uh, one more thing that we got um, sent in by one of our listeners, if uh, we have time to read it. Yeah. Um. That's not it, but that's funny. Actually, I'm going to say this, too, just because it's on my phone right now. <laughs> There's another Instagram account I follow <laughs> called Red State Abortions. <laughs> um, and it's quality content. It's some of the funniest shit I've ever Laughing seen. the murder of babies is never funny, Mandy. Oh, is that what it's about? <laughs> the, the, the posts aren't necessarily about that. The posts are just funny, but that's just the count name in case anyone wants to check it out and follow it. Red State Abortions. Um, but <laughs> she posted, I, don't, I think it's a she, um, posted this screenshot of somebody on Twitter that said, well, we did it, Antifa's. And then two, the two little heart emojis. We all got shitty tattoos, grew out our neck beards, brought, bought MAGA merch disguises and stormed the Capitol to stop the process on an election we already won. High five emoji. <laughs> Special thanks to the white chicks makeup crew for turning us all into dumpy looking white men. <laughs> oh, that is pretty great. Oh, his at is a uh, at Larry Gavid, so that makes it even funnier if it's like a gay man saying it. <laughs> Anyways, that was not what I meant to tell you at all. That's funny, but funny. Oh, okay, so here's the story. So every week we ask you guys if you uh, if you have any funny stories, Mormon stories, really just anything entertaining that you would like us Some to drunk and debaucherous. To share, with entertaining. The, <laughs> to share with the world. Um, and we got a link from one of our listeners about this article that showed up in the Deseret News uh, on January 8th, so yesterday. Uh, and it says, the headline is, Convicted Utah fraudsters used spiritual revelation to bilk investors of $11 million, feds say. And I'm just going to paraphrase it because it's kind of boring, but basically two guys from Utah who met in Draper Prison while serving time for unrelated fraud schemes were charged in federal court over this fraudulent trading program. And one of them claimed to have a spiritual revelation, according to the Securities <laughs> Exchange Commission. Uh, the best part about this is how they describe the spiritual revelation. Revelation in which they got people to give them money. Speaking of tithing, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, let's see. So these two guys solicited investor funds through false and misleading representations, including that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was a client, which they weren't, apparently, <laughs> uh, and that they had consistently generated large returns for prior investors and that investors could expect profits of at least 20% a month. The two men told investors that one of the dudes had a spiritual revelation in 2008 about an exclusive algorithm for trading currencies, commodities, uh, indices, I don't know that word, stocks, bonds, and other instruments, but could not bring the, the vision to reality until 2011 when the technology caught up to his vision. So let me just read that again. <laughs> this guy had a spiritual revelation, and if you've heard our podcast before, we've We've talked a little I bit about revelations. A, revelation. <laughs> a spiritual revelation from God as a Mormon about an algorithm that could make money. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. So thank you. Uh, thanks for sending that <laughs> that link over. Uh, that's lovely. Well done. <laughs> Good times. Uh, this one's going on a little long. Well, it's fine. Let's be excellent to each other, shall we? Yes, we shall. How should we do that? We should stick up well on our way. We should stick up for people who are marginalized, who are bullied, who are 
Let's do what mother taught us. Stick up for the underdog. Yeah. That's what I've tried to do my entire life. So, um, the, the fucking Democrats are out to take your money. The Republicans are out to take your money. Oh, yeah. Here we are fighting with ourselves. So let's be better. Let's be smarter. All right. Listen, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening to our show. Sorry. Uh, we drink and we just say whatever we want. So this but, one you know, that's half the reason you love us. This so wasn't you're very welcome. cohesive. But, you know, like Charlotte said, you love us. Smile. Smile. You love us. You love us. Um, if you're enjoying our show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way to help other people find us. If you think we ramble on and talk about nothing, just just keep going. Leave us a bad review. Well, that's true. We don't <laughs> any engagements, good engagement, right? <laughs> Fair enough. If you don't have any haters, are you even doing it right? Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> <laughs> or tell me I'm a heathen and I'm going to hell. How dare you talk about Jesus like that? The only hater I have is my cousin who thinks he's a prophet, so I'll, I'll take another <laughs> hater. Um, check out our website. We have merch for sale. We're about to have more merch. Uh, we've got some great stuff. We Charlotte makes some beautiful necklaces. I sure do. And I wear each one of them because I love them so much. So I just know that my essence is on them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so they're, they're very sterile. They're used. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're very sterile. I make them, I clean them, I package them, and I wait for shipment. <laughs> uh, if you have any great stories you want us to share on our podcast, send them our way. You can send them to FHEBadMormons at gmail.com. You can send them right to our web site we're on all the social medias we're on patreon and we also upload all of our episodes to youtube if we can get a thousand subscribers oh god we're so close to that we have a, over a thousand like listeners every week yeah if we can get if we can get a thousand subscribers on youtube our episodes can start earning actual pennies hey friends <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks guys we'll see you next week <laughs>